slash and cast. themes to handle a whisker presented by the slash and cast podcast network our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize and tonight we are wrapping up uh, our pedophobia which is the fear of dolls and you know tonight's entry is one of the early 80s horror movies out there which has uh, a, a lot of different elements different subgenres all kind of like thrown into a pot not all of it works but it is an interesting movie, and it also kind of falls in line with some of the other phobias that we've done, because this is, uh, to, to a degree, a killer kid movie, because he just lure uh, people to their demise as he draws them towards the pit. Uh, and, you know, this movie has a, a teddy bear, which uh, generally acts as uh, Jamie's, like, self-conscience. Uh, it's also, like, a... a a coming-of-age type story for him. You know, he's hitting puberty. He's, uh, you know, becoming a man. And it's just a matter of, uh, you know, what type of man is he going to become? And, of course, there's so much shit that happens in this, including a a subplot where, uh, you know, being a horny teenager, he tries to blackmail his neighbor to see her topless. And he does this by basically fake kidnapping and doing a video, like a cassette recording, that he has the chick's daughter <laughs> and uh you know just to uh you know snap polaroid and uh yeah a lot of crazy shit happens in this movie not all of it lands but it's a, it's an entertaining ride to say the least but joining me tonight as always uh to break this movie down are my co-hosts john and Hanley hooch guys how you doing hey good good recording from our own separate locations today i'm in ohio tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hanging out with all the emos over in Ohio. That's <laughs> uh, that's all. <laughs> that's you know, isn't, isn't that basically what all of Ohio is? You know, that's okay. I <laughs> I'm not from here. Hanging out with the father-in-law, with the in-laws, and, uh, <laughs> and that's why I'm also not sharing my. I'm not opening my camera because I'm just in a bedroom. <laughs> But uh, I'm really glad that I got the chance to join you guys to talk about The Pit. Um, the, it, it's such a random movie. And uh, the only thing I could think about was that nothing solves your problems like a hole in the ground. <laughs> a really big hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. And it worked for this kid for almost the entire movie. Yeah, until it didn't. Until it didn't. you you know john like i have to say like when when i first heard about this movie like before i saw it uh this was one of those movies where when i read the synopsis i was like they had an i like a central idea but then like they didn't know any details of actually how to get to that point yeah and then you know when you watch the movie it it really does kind of kind of feel like that yeah feels like two different movies basically mashed together to me. Like an after-school special. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. I was, like, thinking that the whole time I was watching the movie. And I was like, I don't know if I should bring it up. Because I don't know how many people listening will even know what an after-school special is. <laughs> Because it's such an old uh, concept, kind of that probably ended in the '90s, I would think, uh, where you know, in the days of broadcast television, they would have movies that were made for TV, and back then, a movie that was made for TV was basically a piece of shit. <laughs> it was <laughs> pretty much automatically. It was, there's very few, maybe one or two made-for-TV movies that are legitimately good, but they were generally crap. But uh, And they would be like a after-school special type of movie about, you know, bullying or something, I don't even know. 
but yeah, this felt like an after-school special in pretty extreme ways. And it also felt like a TV commercial a lot of times, <laughs> like an old like serial commercial or something. It's it was so weird. Like uh, it's an after-school special, but with the moral that you know uh, some kids deserve to get bullied, and that some kids are going to be serial killers, so you should stay away. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't seem like the message you should be sending out, but I get it. I know it's hard to, so I don't know how we want to talk about this movie. Obviously, like try to sort of move through it in order, but it's weird to sort of talk. Like, I don't want to give away too much up front. And I don't know, it's, I'm trying to make I'm, what point I'm trying to make here, but uh it, it, it's hard to talk about moving. We sort of talked about this for a second before we started recording. That, uh, <laughs> there's a lot that happens in this movie, but it's, yeah, no, it's a crazy. Well, it has this really weird uh, beginning. I don't know if your versions were the same where it kicks off with the, with the costume party where he's luring the kids to the pit. And then it cuts to him just uh, hang or his mom talking to somebody about, you know, the kind of mother that she is. And so that time lapse was really weird. And then later you figure out that honestly, that's something that happens in the third act that they that they sort of gave you a sneak peek. But again, that feels very, you know, TV movie like as well. And I'm guessing this was a TV movie, right? Did anybody look at look that up? I did not. It, the, on my viewing. Which was on Tubi. Same. It said it was rated R. Oh, so because of all the nipples. <laughs> there's nudity for sure. There's very little blood. There's some blood in terms of the meat that he buys for the trolls. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, um, burping. Uh, but uh, there's no real like splatter blood kind of situation happening like you would normally get. So I know it almost feels like it could be a TV movie because it's interesting. It's very bloodless, but although the topics I don't think would be appropriate for regular TV, especially back then where a lot of what he's doing and what happens in the movie is pretty like is rated R, you know, like in terms of like what you mentioned where, you know, uh, you know, he fakes a kidnapping so he can, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but trick uh, the woman into stripping, showing herself. Showing herself. That's such a creepy way of saying it. (laughs) I want to see you. (laughs) That's what he was doing. This kid was like, is like an internet creep before the internet. Yes. This guy would be like, when somebody is yelling, uh, like, racist and uh insane expletives at you during a video game it's this kid (laughs) (laughs) but but, uh so i wanted to sit the beginning at the move of the movie at this party which is like a halloween party for kids but it's like a sort of wild raucous party where kids are seemingly sort of brawling with each other lock party at that yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids are going crazy at this party it was a pretty wild event just yeah you could party in the street in the middle of the night come home beat to shit the 80s were wild <laughs> but yeah I got really confused by that too I was like wait what is happening I had to rewind it I'm like what's going on right now because <laughs> mm-hmm. then yeah we could, it's like the parent meeting Right, that goes right into the parent meeting where the mom is talking about her parenting style, how she maybe coddles him too much, and uh, you get to you also get to meet the dad who's very distant and kind of mean spirited. Mm-hmm. And then it goes right into uh, was it the uh, you you get a glimpse of a a magazine that he's stolen from the library, which incidentally it's a school library that has like a magazine full of nudes because it's art. And it's like wait a minute. <laughs> I know for damn sure it wouldn't have taken a creepy (laughs) kid to get a hold of that magazine. Like, okay, well, I was a creepy kid. But I'm just saying that it could have been anybody. (laughs) We all would have stolen that. Yeah, that art book had some pretty uh, spicy nudes in it. (laughs) (laughs) It 
was like more it went a little further than just an art book it seemed like well i mean there's there's a stark difference from like keeping the magazine or the cutouts versus turning it in as homework which is what jamie did that's <laughs> right and didn't they put like the teacher's face on the body of the of the of the model in the magazine and then turned it into that teacher that's some balls wait yeah. was that no 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 wait that that was the teacher. that was a librarian right that he cut the face out from a picture and that the librarian is the woman that he later tricks into stripping for him mm -hmm. yeah and he creepily watches her from the window when he gives her the picture oh also. yeah which it very coincidental how the teacher gives back the art book i love how the teacher is like oh here's this uh book where one of my students cut out one of the pictures can you can fix it and she's like the li i'll have the librarian fix the book and then the librarian of course is says what i can't fix the book you know, i'll take the page, the page out <laughs> I, I like, what they don't have photoshop at this point i don't know how she's gonna fix the book. you just cut it up again and then you tape it back to where it was yeah you just tape it yeah. Problem solved. that's all i need crafting and no joke too uh i 100 percent seriously thought when she was flipping through the book and came to the part where the girl's body was clipped out of the page, I thought that was intentional in the book. You know how sometimes art books or weird art books will have things like that where it's mm -hmm. like part of it's missing so that you can see through to the part behind and it's meant to be like... So I thought it was like intentionally part of that. I thought it was like artistic. I was like, wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for all we know, it was just another, like, peeping hole into, like, the body that was on the next page. Ah. But, you know, <laughs> for us in living now, uh, so it, it's instant, like, you're instantly thinking young, budding serial killer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, instantly. And it's actually extremely well, it's weird because I feel like this movie doesn't realize what it's doing at this point completely like maybe they do it is 1981 which is kind of before the whole before they really fully understood serial killers and what serial killers are and like the whole kind of criminal profiling thing almost i don't know if that existed yet like uh what do you call it the jody foster movie um Sons of the lambs Silence of the Lambs, that's like one of the very earliest, like profiling had just existed at that, started at that point when that movie came out. But it, it, this movie is instantly like telling you that this kid is going to be a. He's going to grow up with somebody. Yeah. You know, and, you know, as the shitty as the movie was, I got to say, the kid who was playing the lead, like he was. Like he was pretty mature, uh, and by that I mean in real life, he was really mature for his age. I'm wondering if maybe the actor was a lot older than 12. I mean, because I mean, he looked like he was 12, but mm -hmm. like I have to admit, like the way that he behaved and acted, I was like, wow, he's doing a pretty. I mean, as good a job as can be expected with the writing and the <laughs> and at all. So. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, I thought I was a little impressed with that. I was like, "Oh, he's really creeping me out." He's a good actor, yeah, definitely. And of course, you know, really early on, you know, they they make a point of showing like, "Yeah, he's a bit of an outcast. He doesn't really have any friends. Uh, really, the only person that he talks to, or the only thing he talks to, teddy. is his stuffed animal, uh, te his teddy bear, named Teddy. You know, because you know, originality uh, in this case." Um, and, you know, we, we, we know he's getting to be of that age. Obviously, he is starting to, uh, you know, sneak out, trying to get his hands a little bit dirty into some pornography. And, you know, there's that one scene at the kitchen table uh, where, you know, utensil falls on the ground and he goes to, underneath the table to get a glimpse of the chick's panties. That wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> the ta that wasn't the kitchen table. That was the dining room table at a time where they were meeting this babysitter and basically mm -hmm. interviewing her to be his babysitter while they're leaving town. 
and he sneaks a peek at her underwear in the mi- in front of, and of everyone. Of course, the dad pulls them up. <laughs> Enough of that, and everybody knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. He was instantly awful. The kid, <laughs> like he, there's no, there's nothing redeeming about him. They don't have show any sort of. It's funny because they sort of maybe make you feel sympathetic towards him for like a minute when they show him being bullied in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Cause they show that scene. And I, and that's also the part where the guy, the one guy says, you know, like, I forget what he says, but he basically says something to the kid and they just instantly punches him in the face. And mm-hmm. then that girl laughs. Cause that's in that opening part too. So you yeah. kind of, for a minute, feel sympathetic towards him. Yeah. It pretty much instantly, he's so awful. And he's so, he's so, uh, like, you know, obviously I'm not a psychologist, psychologist or psychiatrist, but he, you know, he is like a psychopath and a, and a sociopath. He's all of it, you know? He asked the, the kid if he can join his club, and the kid just pops him one. So that was the, and the girl laughs, and he gets he does get mistreated because people can sense that there's something not you know quite right about him. So he gets mm-hmm. mistreated by people or kids actually for no reason. Kids and that elderly lady, and man, she got it good. But anyway, <laughs> then one of the other uh, characters in the movie is this little girl who is the librarian's niece, mm-hmm. and that's the same woman that he got to tricked into stripping for him. We, she's in the movie quite a bit. And uh, her niece is kind of hilarious and awful too. <laughs> She's such yeah. a mean little girl. So yeah, she uh, she tricks him into riding her bike, which is partially dismantled and falls <laughs> apart. And he just falls down. Oh, which is really funny. Uh, I love how she's laughing uncontrollably, and then the librarian comes out. Is like get back in the house right Stop now. Stop laughing right now. Just laughing the entire way back into the house. That's uh, pretty great. But that girl, so that this ties into where it's like, uh, it's weird because it's like they're almost trying to make you feel sympathetic towards this kid. It feels yeah, like they go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they're doing the typical Hollywood thing where it's sort of like. He's being bullied, and so then he will lash out because of the bullying. Mm-hmm. But the but that doesn't quite work because he's being bullied. But he, <clears throat> what he does isn't the things he does are not entirely motivated by the bullying. He does really awful, horrible things that he like the uh, picture cutting out the picture, the whole faking the kidnapping that have nothing to do with the bullying. It's just him being a horrible person on his own. So it was interesting to see him. I mean, he's also described as having a really high IQ by his teacher. So it's a mix of him not fitting it in any of the, his, in any part of his community. And then on top of that, he's already has motivations to, uh, to basically be abusive towards people. So like, there's no redeeming qualities, but, like you were saying, John, they kind of give you the throw us a little bit of a bone to sort of feel sorry for him, but not enough. So that's interesting. It's interesting. Let's put it, let's put it that way. Well, the funny thing is, is like, of course, you know, following the movie as you do, like, you know, as you uh, do, I was, as you do watching <laughs> <laughs> the movie, uh, the little girl at first, I was like, oh, she's like the horrible, mean little girl that's bullying him. But then there's a point a little later in the movie where uh, they confront her again about the bullying because I think she does something else. I forget what. And she's like, he's a horrible kid and kind of defends herself. And I found myself being like, yeah, she's right, actually. Like, <laughs> Call this fucker out. Yeah, like, I, I'm on her side now. I don't, I'm definitely, like, I felt like she was being super mean to him at first, but now uh, I realize she's sort of, like, uh, 
it's like she's picking up on she's like stay away from me because she knows she doesn't know necessarily uh on a conscious level but on a subconscious level she knows he is a serial killer (laughs) and so she's (laughs) doing everything she can to keep him as far away from her as possible so the part that you're Mm -hmm. talking about is when he's uh figured out that he can feed uh the trolls in the hole which we haven't even talked about yet Uh, because this movie's so random (laughs) anyways there's trolls in a hole but anyway uh she he bumps into her and her and her aunt and drops a bunch of raw meat that he's just purchased to go dump down the hall to feed his trolls and uh and she makes a funny joke about like he's probably gonna take back home so he can eat it on his porch raw and her aunt's like i don't want you here i don't want to no matter what he's like i don't want you to talk about people that way and she's like i don't care <laughs> seriously yeah that's where i got really confused was when they introduced the troll hole Troll hole. Um, troll hole. And uh, he throws down like cookies. And they're like, candy. Right. And I was thinking, I got really confused because I was like, wait a minute, he already pushed those people in for them. Uh, like, why is he, you know, what's going on? And then I, that's, and then I finally realized, oh, okay, right, right. That was a. I had to watch this movie twice because I didn't get that. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> it took me a bit. It took me, for, for a little bit, I was just like, is this movie that, you know, is like the editing and storytelling that broken that they just forgot that they had trolls in a hole? Throwing <laughs> people in there. And then I realized, oh no. <laughs> it was a flash forward. <laughs> exactly. It was like Quentin Tarantino, like, Whole, uh, fiction storytelling, but I think what they probably did was they prob someone probably looked at the movie and said, uh, you know, "Nothing happens in the beginning of this movie. Take this murder scene and put it at the front, so yeah. you can have like a kill right at the front." That actually makes know? a lot of sense, to just to keep uh, the audience attention. And then they filled up the other, the rest of the empty space with um with like you know boobs. Yeah, perversion. Perversion. I mean, what else do you need? Yeah, it's like, you know, at, at the core of this movie, you know, you got uh, basically the the boy who has the hots for his teacher and also his babysitter. Yeah. You know, it's on both fronts on, on this case. And, uh, you know, can't say I'm too surprised by this. Sandy was a very attractive woman in this movie. Don't be a creep. Uh, she's, <laughs> uh, she's like the psych student at, uh, at this, uh, Every you know, woman. school. Every woman in this movie is attractive, is the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> female role. The teacher, the librarian, attractive. the mom, the yeah, all, except for the little old lady, I guess. But that, I'm sure she's somebody's cup of tea. <laughs> Wasn't his, unfortunately. <laughs> you know? No, she so, thought, okay. she thought uh, you know, she was doing him a, a solid by, you know, taking her for, for a walk. Yeah. But, uh, definitely, definitely not the case. Uh, but, you know, it... The the whole thing with the trolls, it's just like initially, I remember like when he was having a conversation with Sandy and, you know, he's like, well, like, what, well, what do they eat? And she's like, oh, well, how the hell should I know? Like, <laughs> no, it's just like a mythological creature. Like, I don't know what these trogs eat. Trogs. <laughs> they were really <laughs> hilarious. I mean, the hole wasn't that deep. <laughs> don't, like, how was, was he the first person to notice, notice the trogs in the hole, the troll hole? Mm-hmm. They were well done, though. I, I liked the way the trolls looked. Except sometimes cool you can see their hands as human hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But they had the cool glowing eyes. Yeah. I noticed I, they didn't really do anything with it, but I thought they might wear Teddy's eyes glow orange. Whoa, that would have been cool. Yeah, the trolls eyes blue orange, but there was no real connection. And then the other weird thing about this movie is that early on, um, so he's having these conversations with Teddy, which can be, oh, you can always assume that, you know, it's just like, you know, himself and Teddy has his voice anyway. Mm-hmm. But then there's this one tiny little scene where uh, Sandy has just made his bed and she leaves his bedroom and the bedroom is empty except for Teddy and Teddy turns his fucking head. 
And you're like, I'm sorry, is this bear like possessed? And then at the end of the movie, nothing happens with the bear. Is there a possessed bear just hanging out somewhere? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> maybe maybe Teddy's the one who dug that other pit. Oh, that's a good point. Well, I do have a... I've created headcanon for this movie. <laughs> what? I, I sort of patched... Because I feel... I don't... You created lore. <laughs> here's the thing. Like, do you... It's like... Do you... Okay, so there's two movies happening here. There's one movie which is the story of the kid who is a serial... Who is becoming a serial killer. And is potentially killing people. Uh, and then there's the story of a kid who finds trolls in a hole and, like, pushes people into the troll hole. And uh, then... sort of mashed these two ideas together. And I can't... I feel like... Do you think that, like... <laughs> it's like, do you think... I feel like maybe in some universe, this movie ha is sort of like a really deep psychological movie where the kid is a serial killer and he sort of imagines his murdering as these trolls killing the people. Like he, That'd be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like he, he sort of is like, oh, yeah. he's created this fantasy about the trolls uh, and they're doing it. But they never make that connection in the movie. But I was like, is that what's supposed to be happening? They just make everything real. Like, you know, the babysitter sees the trolls. And mm -hmm. uh, and then there's trolls at the end. And then there's a possessed teddy bear. That's also a third storyline that we didn't, you know, add. <laughs> but that's another part of it is, is like, is, you know, the teddy bear talks in his voice. Mm -hmm. So... We kind of, it seems kind of clear that it's meant to be like it's in his head and he is, you know, sort of like magic. Uh, it, you know, he's talking to himself. It's his like sort of crazy side. Uh, but yeah, then, you know, you see it turn its head and it kind of does some things on its own. But the, and those are loose ends that are never really dealt with. So. I don't know. It's like it's interesting. Did I? I wonder if the, if the filmmakers knew they were sort of like if the kid was at any point meant to be the murderer in terms of more directly killing people and they're not being trolls, you know. Mm. That definitely could be, but you know, I I got a good laugh anytime he was visiting you know the the butcher to yeah. get the raw meat, and then the, you know he's running out of money that he was basically stealing from the babysitter's purse, which, of course, uh, you know, Sandy ends up confronting him about that. And, uh, you know, he basically tries to just dodge a question and run away from her the, the whole time. But after that, we have what is arguably one of the funniest sequences in this whole movie, outside of the, the bicycle scene where he does a wheelie and falls on his ass. <laughs> uh, at one point, Jamie has a cow. Oh my god, that's and right. He's trying to like lure it into the pit to feed the drugs in this case. And for one, I don't know how how Jamie can physically even move this scene if it's not gonna follow along at all. Like, but at one point he just like gives up, <laughs> you know, completely. <laughs> he's like, I didn't want to hurt you anyway. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess I'll just go but, find you know, some like people the, the to butcher, throw down The butcher's like, well, like, what, what's your family doing with all this meat? Like, you put it in the freezer? He's like, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Aren't your parents out of town? Yes. But <laughs> then they give us that montage of him tricking people into the hole. With including um, the little old lady? Yeah, like, the dumbest, like... Uh, it's kind of hilarious the way they do it actually because like the boyfriend uh, the football player is just like so dumb the way that he's able to be lured and tricked by the kid but uh, I, there were good scenes though uh, in terms of like that 
scene where he lures the girl because then they reshow the scene where he lures the girl who laughed at him and she's wearing that ballerina outfit but uh i thought that scene was really good where he was chasing her through the forest and acting kind of psycho and she was freaked out that was actually well done it was sort of like a uh, see, you know, an adult slasher scene, but done with kids, but done really effectively. I like the scene where after he throws the old lady into the hole, he takes her electric chair and then starts writing it himself. And I thought that's what a psycho would do. Also me. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't kill an old lady, but I definitely get in that chair. Yeah, the old lady, again, I feel like in retrospect, the old lady was uh rightly mean to him and <laughs> was basically trying to keep him away from her and then I, horribly murdered by her. I don't know if she was right to talk shit about how I was like he's gonna grow up into an asshole to a murder like that's a lot to put on a 12 year old. <laughs> I love that scene where she uh where she made fun of him. She really roasted him <laughs> and really like she was happy about it she was she took some glee in roasting that kid (laughs) she was not a nice old lady Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but the fact that he rode her chair around after he killed her was pretty Pretty psycho man bike around too i think when he after he killed her too right uh yes he was taking it for around for a ride and that would have been so we 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 hinted a little bit at at the way that he tricked the librarian but uh and i guess there's not much to it other than he tricks the librarian into thinking that his her niece has been kidnapped and she needs to strip in order for the niece to be released but i wonder if um that shit would work on would it work on any of you guys if somebody said hey <laughs> i've kidnapped your loved one i'm looking right at you take your clothes off You'd be like, no, (laughs) fuck off. I know. Uh, Okay, so first of all... uh, No, put her on. (laughs) There's a movie called... um, It was a big Quentin Tarantino-influenced movie called Crazy Larry... Crazy Mary Dirty Larry. Uh, And it's sort of a Bonnie and Clyde type of movie from the 70s. But they do exactly this thing where they create a recording uh, and it calls up the manager of a grocery store and says, I've uh, kidnapped your daughter and that whole thing. And mm-hmm. then as a distraction because then they rob the they Oh, rob the I guess it would work. I don't know, guys. I don't know if this movie was directly ripping that off or if it's a coincidence or what, but it's the same thing. But I mean, it's interesting. It's 1981. It's pretty genius. You know, he he pre-records the message and then he's like hiding by the window. But I feel like she would have questioned that. Well, and then the would have run out. If they if mm-hmm. the conversation didn't go exactly as he planned, she would have figured it out. Right. And then uh, come out the boobs. But yeah, now I'm, now I'm thinking about the, the babysitter and what a horrible job this was. I mean, that kid, there was a scene where all it was was the camera right on her nipple. And at first I was like, what is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh my God, that's a nipple. And then it, the camera pulls back and it's the babysitter asleep in bed with him watching her and, and her boob is out. And mm-hmm. and of course she gets really mad at him. He was like, "I was just watching you sleep," and then he steals money from her purse, and then he kills her boyfriends. It's uh, it's just a nasty job all around for her. Yeah, and you know, like the the other part of it, like you, like leading into like the like the blackmail side of it, mm-hmm. you snap the Polaroid. It's like if this kid just wanted to see some tits, like the babysitter was right there, not only watching her sleep. Uh, but there's also the sequence where she was taking a shower and he oh, sneaks right. into the bathroom to write that he loves her uh, with lipstick on the, uh, you know, on, on the mirror. So it's like the kid had his opportunities regardless because True. the bathroom was unlocked uh, this whole time. So I, I don't think he really needed to like go with the, like, yeah. go like the other direction. Well, he saw the house um, for her, I guess. 
Well, yeah, in, in that case, too. But, like, with the blackmail side of it, too, the timing of the niece, like, entering, like, right after, like, he got the Polaroid shot was just perfectly timed, where she's like, oh, fuck, like, this wasn't a serious thing, and then she's like, well, shit. But, although it was really funny how he's looking at these Polaroids, and he's like, I'm gonna look at these a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Being a little perv. Oh, so it's, uh, you know, before the internet. Yeah. So, you know. You gotta, yeah, you had to stash your own porn. Yeah, he's he's, he's gonna have to find another stash spot, though, because, uh, you know, under the mattress, it didn't really work out. Yeah, that never works out. <laughs> Too obvious. <laughs> well, let's see here. At this point, we've gone through the montage of him throwing people in the pit, which includes the the boyfriend who that was kind of a dumb one. I mean, like, let's throw the football well, around until you fall. Okay, so here, here's the thing. You know, obviously they made a big deal about like the boyfriend being a football player. Mm-hmm. Like when you would we actually when Jamie and uh Sandy are at the game watching the boyfriend play, he's a running back uh in in the sequences there. And you know, he's like making these big plays. And you can obviously tell that Jamie is very upset watching it. Like, you know, Sandy's like jumping up and down, cheering for her boyfriend. Uh Jamie not having any of it. So when we get to like that sequence, I'm just thinking like this guy's not going to know how to run a route. He's a running back. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought. Like, whenever he just, like, nonchalantly falls into the hole. Because he tells him to go deep. I mean, you're a running back. You're normally handed the ball. You're not going to throw him to you most of the time. And if it is, it's a screen pass. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it made it made sense in my head why he would be that stupid to uh, to fall for that. But everything after that, I just laughed at. He, yeah, no. <laughs> that, that was funny when uh, he was throwing the ball, and then he said, "Oh no, here, there's a clearing over here. I'll throw the <laughs> ball over here." Great. I loved how um, he's embarrassed to carry Teddy around because he's a teddy bear and he's 12 years old. So he puts <laughs> him in a in a paper bag, but then just like a purse, and just carries them wherever he's going takes him out of the bag, interacts with him, puts him back in the bag, goes back. I just, I don't know why I thought that was so curious. Oh, I guess he didn't want people making fun of him or something. It was happening yeah. either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was an interesting detail because it, it didn't need to be there. But I mean, he took Teddy to the hole. He took Teddy to uh, the butchers. Um, where else did he take Teddy as well, where he was just carrying around that bag? Well, when he goes to grandma and grandpa's at the very end, he's got him in a, in a, in that bag again. Yeah. I just don't know why I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Teddy didn't, uh, again, it feels like this should be a thing where, you know, Teddy is telling him to kill people, you know, uh, telling him to do bad, more bad things, but they kind of didn't keep that story part consistent with the, with the whole movie. It really yeah. felt schizo, this movie. They kept jumping back and forth. I mean, eventually he, um, well, he, he, he puts in those two kids that we saw from the very beginning, the, in the costumes. That was a pretty interesting kill, like you were saying, John. And at the end, like, he has that weird interaction with the little girl, steals her tutu, so later on, so, as we find out, to plant evidence on somebody else, which was worked out really well. <laughs> oh, that's right. Who do you plant evidence on again? Um, shoot, who was that? That was genius. That guy got ended up getting. Uh... And uh, and then of course he eventually ends up killing the babysitter too in the same way. Um, does he? What does he? How does he kill the babysitter again? He takes well, that her was to an the accident. hole. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's right. That was an accident, and he tries to save her. You're right. Yeah, because she she ends up slipping. That's right. That's the whole big uh, climax. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that was that was after you know uh, Sandy was basically telling him like, hey, like we we got to tell people about this. Right. This is a pretty big discovery because you know the whole time she didn't believe a word that uh, you know Jamie was saying to her about these drugs. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the conversations between Teddy and Jamie were about how, you know, Sandy's different. Um, and, you know, the, there's also, like, that really weird sequence where uh, Sandy's, like, bathing him. And, like, he asks, like, if she can wash his back. And apparently, like, his mom was, like, doing this all the time for him. 
pants. And he was like, Which I don't is like think another, I'm dirty. Like, really weird thing. Yeah. I can't be dirty because, all like, the he time. He's so dirty because he is so perverted. Like he, and his like mom constantly feels yeah, the need to clean they, him. they imply that the mom has had an inappropriate relationship with him and that sort of has like prompted his own, you know, inappropriateness. They have this kind of weird interaction. There's already been weird sex stuff which, uh, and inappropriate stuff between the kid and the babysitter. And then he says, can you give me a bath? And she's like, sure. And I remember just being like, wait, what? You would never, in that circumstance, she would have just been like, uh, no, no way I'm not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's what? Trying and to and the whole time. So weird. Yeah, the whole time he's like, hypothetically well not hypothetically but he's like trying to make it seem hypothetical like yeah you know i'm fall i i fall in love with this girl but she doesn't notice me the problem is she's just you know a little bit older than i am <laughs> and like she's just like she's like you're talking about me aren't you <laughs> jesus jamie you don't say <laughs> she, yeah, she's really clueless of all the red like massive yeah red. for a child psychologist yeah <laughs> yeah, you're right. Isn't she? Uh, well, she it's has, first year. <laughs> yeah, she really. But she was the one at the beginning of the movie who was like, "I can fix him." Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, but really, like, I, I don't know. We gotta. Do, I don't know if you looked see, at the background of this movie, but I do wonder if this was meant to be. Uh, he's. You know, it feels the 80s-ness of it uh, and the way he acts and the things that happen, it feels like uh, like kind of Halloween-esque, you know, like uh-huh. this kind of like Carpenter movie where he's the, you know, child murderer going around with the kitchen knife, uh, you know, killing these women because he's, you know, creepily attracted to them and everything. And could have just been that a straight up slasher movie without mm-hmm. the trolls at all. Well, I mean, they they still could have kept the trolls and just went the route of him uh, dissecting his victims and then feeding their, you know, severed limbs to the trolls in this case mm-hmm. too, to uh, you know get rid of the evidence. Hmm. Hmm. But that's not the direction they took. No, we're gonna feed them raw meat. <laughs> Until we're broke, and then in which case How much we're going to get rid of all the people left? that we deem bad, and then when we run out of bad people, we're going to set the frogs free. That was a great idea. Great plan. <gasps> oh Jamie. my god, that was such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, can't feed you. You have to fend for yourself. I'm like, you asshole, yeah, they survived have, in that fucking have, hole for a bunch of years. Have a rope, yeah. You know, climb your way to freedom. You know, be free. And then of course they start attacking everybody nearby. But I like how uh, I didn't really get a sense of how tall they were until they came out of the hole, and then you find out they're like four feet tall. So yeah. <laughs> I thought they well, were they were, they were a lot smaller initially, you know, because they really weren't being fed. Uh, all that well. So it makes you wonder, like, well, what the hell were they eating before? Bugs. This? You know, how were they surviving bugs. all these years? Bugs. Just eating worms. Yeah, and bugs. Grub. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so they get out of the hole because he's he's giving them a rope so they can climb out. And man, those fuckers could really climb. Remember at the very end when they're going back in the hole and how quickly those guys are going in that hole? I'm like, who the fuck did they get to do this? Acrobats? That's insane. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really yeah, good. Yeah, it's it. funny too, because like at this point too, it feels like it's almost a third movie where now we actually enter like the creature feature yeah. side of it, where all of these frogs are just causing chaos across like the countryside, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like all these people are like going missing and no one knows like what the fuck is going on. And then like the police doesn't even it turns into like a Jaws thing where the police doesn't want to <laughs> tell like, you know, the the media that, that people are gone missing and like presumed mm-hmm. dead he's like no 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 they've just walked off walked out of yeah their we don't want to we don't want to alert the fbi you know what you know why i moved here because nothing ever happens here <laughs> then all of a sudden we got like 18 missing people yeah that's nuts <laughs> and they start introducing new characters in the end of the movie too just to like, kill them off <laughs> yeah it's almost like and i i i immediately after this movie watched because on tubi they had it was suggesting other 80s or 
the 80s movies. And I don't think I'm mixing this up with, because uh, I immediately watched the video dead after this, which I don't know is no. really bad. It's good, good, bad movie. Uh, but um, where all of a sudden in the last like 10 or 15 minutes of the movie, the all the characters that we've been spending time with, the kid and the teachers and the mom and everyone are just kind of out of the movie. And we're into this kind of, third, as you were saying, third movie, action movie with, like, these new people who are being introduced to be killed or mm-hmm. the, the sheriffs, you know. Right. The grizzled sheriff. Yeah. And then uh, and then they get shot. Because huh? they all... The trucks. All the trucks had to go back to their pit, which, you know... You know, obviously initially I didn't know that the pit was there, but, uh, you know, you leave enough of a trail, and you're all, like, sitting ducks, basically, at this point, and they all get a uh, shooting squad, basically. Well, my favorite was... Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I love the fact that they're like, oh, alright, well, we need a reason to, uh, you know, we need a reason to give to the public as, like, what the hell's been going on. Oh, I know, we're gonna blame it on rabid dogs. <laughs> well my friend was a uh, don't ask questions just shoot <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. and then they filled in the hole after they they shot it like a barrel full of fish mm-hmm. he basically said something along the lines of he's like whatever you see just shoot first like, <laughs> it doesn't matter like what happens or what you see just shoot it i'm trying to remember if anybody got hurt other than like the trogs when they were doing that I don't think so. Okay, because it would have been hilarious if somebody, there was some friendly fire going on. It didn't seem like it. All right, fine. Maybe next time. Maybe for the pit, too. Yeah, if kind only. The, uh, the, like, dawn of the dead, night of the living living dead ending, you know, where all of a sudden it's like all the townspeople get their rifles and are running through the forest. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, at this point, let's see. Uh, they fill in the hole. And do Jamie's parents come back from vacation, or does he get shipped off to his grandparents before they do? They, he goes, yeah, don't they just ship him off to his grandparents and his <laughs> actual parents just sort of disappear from the movie? Yeah, they don't come back. Oh, man. Maybe they never were going to come back. Anyway, so yeah. he's uh, with Grandma and he's Grandpa. your problem now. Took a cab there. Grandma and Grandpa really love him. Grandma's happy to see him, gives him a big old hug. And so you think like, oh, well, maybe he'll do a lot better here. You know, he's got loving caretakers and he has a little friend. And of course, he's got Teddy in a bag still. <laughs> and so uh, the little friend wants to play with him. And he's really stoked because I guess that's all he wanted was a friend. Uh, well, he wanted a couple more things. That's for sure. Yeah, he also wanted a bike. And he wanted to look at naked women. Well, yeah, that too. That was the, he had a lot of needs. Okay. So. <laughs> And so we, we, I mean, I'll let you guys do the big reveal at the end. <laughs> so the girl, I, so I have to say, and this feeds into my whole kind of serial killer idea of that this is really like a serial killer story. He's a young serial killer. The way that she uh, engages with him. Uh, is so awesome. Like, the way that she immediately is, like, uh, just kind of acts exactly the way he wants, where she's just like, hey, you're awesome. Like, let's play. You're totally cool. And he's like, oh, my God. You know, that's so amazing. You know what I mean? It's so great because then, you know, the reveal, of course, is that... uh, Say it. Say it. No, you can. <laughs> and, uh, she has her own hole. And her own troll hole. Her own troll hole. <laughs> and pushes him in to be by, or, yeah, the, uh, or trog hole. Yeah. To be, uh, Where he's like, you know, they eat me. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then, of course, in he goes, and he got, you know, he got a taste of his own medicine, which was a satisfying ending. And then you get her, you get to see her with her little evil face on. And then you think, well, was Teddy really possessed? Now, does he go with her now? I don't understand, because they never wrapped up Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> they just put, put, they put Teddy in a bag. 
Nobody puts Teddy in the corner. <laughs> but you can put him in a bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, his thoughts are probably going to be muffled now because he is in the bag. Yeah. I really liked how he interacted, uh, Jamie interacted with Teddy. I thought that was hilarious. Like, where they have, like, these little really calm, normal conversations where they're like, well, how much money do you have left? About 69 cents or 62 cents. He's like, oh, okay. And then later on, it's like, yeah, they're stuck down there. Yeah, it's deep. It's probably for, it's probably for, what's it? It's probably for the best. And then Jamie turns to me and goes, yeah. <laughs> Just a really comfortable little conversation amongst two people. <laughs> Not a lot of yeah. like you know really evil whispers. In fact, Teddy Teddy's not a good Teddy, but Teddy's also not like murderous Chucky Teddy, like Chucky mm -hmm. doll, right? Like he's not, you know, tell him to grab knives and go stab people. He's just saying shit like, "Oh well, maybe if you caught her off guard, you might catch her naked," or uh, "Don't tell your mm -hmm. secrets to people; you can't really trust him," or you know, like just throw a couple more strangers in there. <laughs> Isn't there a point though where Teddy does tell him to? kill like to kill someone or to yeah but not like more out of like a desire to kill more out of a desire to keep feeding the drugs rather than like go be homicidal it's more of a if he'd had plenty of meat i don't think that teddy would have suggested the people is what i'm saying yeah. mm -hmm. i don't know maybe i'm giving teddy way too much too much a credit <laughs> there yeah i want to see now i kind of want to check or look into the, you know, what this, if there's a story behind this movie. Cause it definitely seems like, you know, there were two or three different ideas happening and none of them really got fully fleshed out. No. Yeah, it was a LSD, Coke, <laughs> you know, booze, you know, you know, all the demons, <laughs> you know. I, my, theory is that this is meant to be a serial killer movie. Yeah. And that the... I like the idea that the trolls are not real, even though they're confirmed to be real for certain in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's almost unquestionable that the trolls are real in the story, but I, I like the idea that the trolls are not real and the kid is just a serial killer. Yeah, be fun. it would make sense, too, from like a kid's perspective... Since, you know, it would be, like, his first kill, so to speak. Um, and he's new to this, that, you know, he would just, uh... Push him. You know, find one opening. A little push. You know? It's gonna take a while to fill the hole, so, you know, might as well get some extra use out of it. Yeah. And he's basically luring people out into a remote part of the forest where he can kill them, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, it's the trolls. The trolls did it. He's sort of dissociating. And then when he when he brings Sandy back there and he's like, see, look, they're down there. And then she just sees the pile of corpses. That'd be cool. That, yeah, and then it's like, oh my god, you just see... There is a similar scene to that, though, isn't there, in this movie where you see some of the different victims around, where they find some of the victims? Am I imagining that? Um, I think they find them dismembered after the, the, the trucks come out. And start eating them and like leaving pieces of them all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. The sheriffs. The, yeah, it was like in like the. It was. I don't know if it was like an alleyway, because I know at one point they find the girl's bike. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, it and was then like in he, the sewers or something. And then wasn't of it? course, so uh, we didn't see that Jamie had planted a bunch of evidence. Mm -hmm. Did the policeman? No, Jamie, oh. the kid, planted evidence that got somebody <laughs> else picked up for the kidnappings or for the for the missing yeah. people. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was kind of an evil genius. Yeah, had that high IQ. And he was definitely that good kind of, uh, like, he was like that kind of obnoxious brat uh, kind of kid, you know, like Dennis the Menace or, you know, uh, like the kid from uh, Home Alone or something <laughs> like that. Like that kind of like really bratty kid. And yeah, it was, I mean, like, it's it's so weird how the 80s really, I wonder if, I'm trying to think of uh, movies now about, shoot, yeah, they still over-sexualize the serial killing part. I mean, we just saw Dahmer that was all about that. So I guess it's not going anywhere anytime soon. There's still going to be a fair amount of uh, sexual uh, <laughs> sort of uh, uh, anomalies and like serial killers. 
the, like yeah, everything that kid does in the movie is serial killer behavior. <laughs> All of his crazy shit. Uh, he could definitely be. He could have been like the new slasher. Is there like a successful kid slasher? Hmm. I mean, not Chucky, of course, because Chucky's a doll. But is there like an actual kid slasher? <laughs> Maybe Sleepaway Camp? That'd probably be the closest thing. Yeah. What's that? Well, teenager. What's that, teen? Teenager, but yeah. Oh, teenager, yeah. Nice. I'm still surprised. Like the bad seed. Oh, there know, you like... go, yeah. There's children of the corn, but they're more like, I don't know, that's more like a cult movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, children of the corn. I was gonna say the most thing I'm surprised about this movie is that we managed to talk about it for 55 minutes. Um, I'm blown away. <laughs> it it's like an hour and 40 minute movie, but it actually feels pretty short. It goes by pretty quick. Yeah, it's not too mm-hmm. bad. It's it's every like they don't waste a lot of scenes. There's always something happening. Like it might not be the same story, but there's something happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. It never really gets boring or. Well, I was kind of waiting for Teddy to do more, but you know, what are you going to do? All he can do is turn his head, apparently. Yeah. Yep. I did like the kind of nostalgic aspect of it, too, where it was just so extremely 70s and 80s. Yeah, it was. But in a real way, you know, this wasn't a big budget Hollywood movie. That was like people's real clothes and <laughs> cars and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, but it, I wouldn't say it was too good either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, Definitely. Oh, oh no, I was I was going to try to wrap it up. You go for it first. I was just going to throw in real quick that it definitely had that made for TV mm-hmm. kind of for sure. Mm-hmm. Except for the tits. Except for the tits. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, if we really were to count them, I think we only saw one pair and then one alone. Were there more mm-hmm. than that? Well, it wasn't really shown. It was interesting because they weren't shown in a really sexual way, like Friday the 13th or something. Mm-hmm. Much more done in a sort of weird way. The way he was like staring at her boob while she was sleeping. Yeah. And it was like extreme close-up of her breast. It was or a quick flash. Yeah. In the other case. All right. So looking ahead, uh, <laughs> you know, I know we were throwing out a couple of ideas. Uh, we did realize that Cocaine Bear is coming out at the end of February. So we're going to hold off on our zoophobia uh, for March. Uh, so next month, we're going to change it up. Uh, so, Holly, I know you were talking about uh, the fear of playing games, mm-hmm. uh, which is ludophobia. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we got some ideas in mind. We still got to, like, brainstorm a couple of the movie ideas out there. So we don't have anything set in stone as of yet. Uh, but, of course, you know, we'll get the schedule posted here uh, fairly shortly. But that is the next phobia we'll be tackling. And then we will have Killer Animal. Woo! Uh, movies throughout March, and we'll have I think I think it's five weeks for March. It's a lot of animals uh, as well. So you know, like I know we've done like Aquaphobia, so we already had like piranha some of the alligator stuff. movies yeah. and Piranha, and you know movies like that. Um, but there's a lot of like killer animal animal movies out there. Obviously, like Cujo uh, comes to mind. There are some that kind of like blur the line, uh, kind of like combine a couple of different genres like Zombievers, for example, would be uh, a potential another one. Uh, but a lot of great flicks out there, and I know like Grizzly's probably one that's going to be on top of a lot of people's list, which is a really fun watch. Uh, but, you know, that's further down the line. But, uh, you know, next month we'll see what sort of uh, game shenanery we'll have up our sleeves, because there's a lot that we can pull from. Uh, it's, it doesn't have to be like board game specific. Uh, but there are, like, death game series, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, we've done a couple of those, like, Battle Royale. Yeah, we're... 
Squid Games. Oh yeah, or we could do uh, what's the other one? Uh, Tales Tales of the Borderland Ooh. or from the Borderland or what? Al- no, it's Alice in Borderland is the the other Japanese series, uh, which is on Netflix, which is another really great series that uh, hasn't gotten the same limelight compared to uh, Squid Game. Yeah, I'm excited. Games. 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 (laughs) All right, Mm. so uh, we will call it here. Thank you guys so much for joining us for uh, episode 95 of Handle with Scare. We'll be back next week with the start of the month and ludophobia. You guys take care and have a good night.